My dad is ticklish. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Hello again, it's Jeremy Burrows, host of the Leader Assistant Podcast, which is the show you're listening to right now. How'd you like that for a different intro than usual? Trying to mix it up. Uh, I've recorded a bunch of episodes today uh, in the Ask Me Anything series, and this is episode 129, and I've got four or five questions uh, from assistants just like you who have sent in their questions. So I'm just going to jump right in and start with Susan B. Susan asks, how do you manage a team where one person has poor boundaries and the other is happy to take advantage of the fact that that person has poor boundaries? That's a great question, Susan. I would say have a conversation with both of them, uh, the person that has poor boundaries, I would encourage them to really consider the health of the team and the organization and say things like, and frame your statements and questions like, when you let down your guard and let this other person take advantage of you, this is what it communicates to the team or when or because you are struggling to say no, this other team member almost has permission to keep taking advantage of you and show them the flip side, (laughs) show them how they can be more effective at accomplishing their goals and their executive's goals um, and just show them the win that they can get if they are better at having boundaries. Um, and then when it far, as far as addressing the person that's taking advantage of them, say, hey, when you put this extra work on so-and-so because you know that they'll say yes, that communicates that you don't care about their well-being. It communicates that you don't care about the team's uh, health. And we would really appreciate it if you could help this person set better boundaries. And we want to work as a team to be a sustainable, long-term, high-achieving team. And this would help in that scenario. So... Sometimes you need to get a mediator in there with you. Um, I don't know much about the context, Susan, um, to to be able to address too much more on this. Hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that's um, my my rant answer is um, helpful a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for thanks for asking. Jenny W asks, how do you encourage a fellow EA to be more humble? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, she says a colleague often often talks about herself and how she's more accomplished than others in our field and tries to show that she's above others and cares about status, which is obviously not received well by others on the team. Well, Jenny, thank you for the question. I actually don't know if you can help 
another person be humble necessarily. (laughs) Um, But I do think that, like I was saying in addressing Susan's question, framing the conversation, hey, when you talk about how you are more accomplished, that communicates to the rest of the team that you don't value our contributions. So again, just acknowledging that there is um, kind of a perceived reality that she's communicating um, that the rest of the team is hearing and is thinking, okay, this is okay, we get it. You're accomplished. Sure. You have this award. Are you sure you have this or whatever, but that doesn't actually help. And so maybe saying things like when you talk about your accomplishments, that doesn't help the team move forward. Um, so anyway, hopefully you can have a good conversation with them, uh, and that they will be grateful for the opportunity and, um, humble themselves a little bit. All right. The next question is from Sino M might be Sino, not sure. I think it's Sino M. How do you encourage people to be accountable to deadlines? So again, I think it's all about focusing people on the ultimate goals of the team and the organization um, and your department or your division. And just listen, when you miss this deadline, that pushes the project back six weeks. Or when you continue to miss deadlines, that causes other people on the team to miss deadlines, which causes the entire organization to get off track. So again, it's not about a emotional, dramatic conversation. Why can't you keep deadlines? And, you know, if you don't keep this deadline, we're going to fire you and all that kind of stuff. It's about communicating the overall goals of the organization and making it about the objective um, value and goals of the team and saying, listen, when you don't meet your deadlines, there's a ripple effect. And we want you to be aware of that. And we're asking you to help us help you by meeting your deadlines. But I'll also say sometimes the deadlines are unreasonable. So if it's, if it's continuing to happen, is there something about the deadlines that are they just unrealistic? Are they, um, are, are you not, is your team not seeing something on their side that, um, would cause the deadline to be just insane to try to meet? So that can be the issue too. So definitely look at, Um, and reassess why do you have these deadlines? Why are they being missed? Um, How can we be more honest about how long it takes us to do things? So anyway, great question. Hope that's helpful. Um, Another one is Vivian J. She says, what's the one core competency that an EA must have to be excellent? So I'm going to cheat on this one and I'm going to talk about five because that's how many I have in my book, five game-changing characteristics of a leader assistant. Uh, The five are discerning. In other words, you make decisions. You make um, the right decisions at the right time uh, for the right people or to solve the right problems. Um, Steady, and I talked about a little bit in episode 128, 
um, just being steady in the chaos. And um, that's, a, that's a very, very big core competency. And then confident, you got to be confident, uh, humble, uh, speaking of humility, uh, and then future proof. So future proof is kind of a two headed dragon. Um, one side is being emotionally intelligent. Another side is embracing automation and AI um, in your role to automate repetitive manual tasks uh, in your job. So those are five discerning, steady, confident, humble, and future proof. And I dive into those in my book. Uh, You can get that at amazon.leaderassistant.com. But if I had to pick one, then I would probably say discerning because discerning is also about decision fatigue, helping your executive avoid decision fatigue, um, and really having that instinct to know what to do when your executive either is questioning what they should do or isn't around, um, or your team is looking for somebody to lead and somebody to just make a decision and go for it. Sometimes you make the wrong decision. That's okay. The discerning though, you know, that it's important to make a decision sometimes, even if it's the wrong one. Um, so that'd be my one core competency. If I had to narrow it down to one, I'd say discerning. All right. And then, uh, Jennifer C asks, what's the greatest bias you have encountered as an EA? And this is a really interesting question. I'm going to answer it based on the fact that I'm a male executive assistant. For those of you who don't know, I'm currently an executive assistant at a software company, support automation platform company called Capacity in St. Louis, Missouri. I work remotely from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, If any of your teams, this is a little side note plug for Capacity, if you work in the customer success or support or employee engagement and support teams for your organization and um, or you work for the help desk or support desk team, our support automation platform automates processes, uh, our help desk um, eliminates and auto resolves tickets and eliminates um, many of the emails and phone calls that your team gets for those repetitive questions and and issues. So definitely check us out at capacity.com. If you're interested in automating and uh, improving your support automation for either internal employees or external customers, um, that, you know, basically our mission is to help you do your best work. And so we can automate a lot of your support processes and help you do that. Anyways, back to the question, what's the greatest bias you've encountered as an EA? So I'm a male executive assistant, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this in a way that makes sense, but I'm going to try because this is asked me anything. I'm going to do my best. Um, But I've experienced situations where I have, because I'm a male executive assistant, I'm almost like expected to be using this role as a stepping stone. And so I'm almost like expected to move into director of operations or move into whatever I've been asked before, like, Hey, you know, what, what's your next step? Do you, do you see yourself being director of operations? And I think that 
one, there, there's a whole conversation on, you know, EA's, is, is EA a stepping stone role? I actually don't think it is. I actually love the role. I think it's a career. I don't have any intention of leaving this role. But I think that the bias was that because I, I am a male, they almost saw that potential in me where they, um, the bias would be that they, like in, in favor of, of me as a male um, versus, you know, all of the female executive assistants out there um, maybe not getting that opportunity or not maybe having to initiate it on their end versus having someone come to them and say, hey, do you want to be the director of operations? I think you'd be great for that. Um, so in my personal experience, I think that that would probably be the greatest thing that I've encountered is like, Hey, you know, you, you know, the logical next step is you, for you to take on more leadership, um, because you're a dude. Um, and I haven't experienced a ton of it, but I was just trying to think of one example. And I think that's probably one that I haven't thought about, um, as that it's, that it was necessarily a, a bias encounter. Um, so anyway, I think that's unfair that people would see that, but I also, again, think that EA is not a stepping stone role. It's a career. And if you want it to be a stepping stone, sure. If you want to move on to director of operations or a chief of staff or whatever, then that's great. Um, so anyway, Jennifer, great question. Hopefully that's, uh, that's helpful, um, to you, but thanks for sending in all those questions. Uh, please keep them coming. You can send them to podcast at leaderassistant.com and I'll answer them in a future episode. Uh, This has been episode 129. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 129. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for being a leader. Please review on Apple Podcasts. Go Bullos.com.